It's episode 17 of Life's a Garden. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Life's a Garden. And Sober October is underway. This is actually the first year I have ever attempted Sober October. Um, actually, the first time I even heard of Sober October was from a couple of my friends. I Before I even knew Rogan did it. And so, uh, yeah, I think a couple of my friends have done it. This will be like their third or fourth year in a row. So I decided... You know why not? Let's let's give it a shot. And I actually think Rogan's not doing it this year, which is funny because of all the years to do it, this would be the year to not to not do it. Because who doesn't want to drink, especially right now? Elections right around the corner. But uh, we're gonna do it up with the old Lacroix. And so actually, the reason I decided to do Sober October, okay, had nothing to do with wanted to be trendy or or just to do it the main reason I wanted to do it was to challenge myself and I think everybody should take the opportunity to challenge themselves from time to time do I think it's a challenge for me to go a whole month without drinking I mean I'm not it's it's not a challenge in the fact that I think I can't do it because I know I can do it and it's not like I'm scared that I wouldn't be able to do it or like that I'm afraid I'm an alcoholic and I need to to cut back on my drinking. That has nothing to do with it. It's literally just it's a challenge. It's it's just it's to do it, to stick to it, not because I don't think I can do it, but because I want to commit to doing it and prove that I can do it. Um as as I've said in the past, I'm a social drinker. So that has nothing, you know, it's nothing to do with trying to uh, stop drinking or anything like that. But uh, in addition to no alcohol for the month of October, which, by the way, I should mention, I started September 30th so that I can drink on Halloween because who doesn't want to drink on Halloween? Um, No alcohol for the month of October. In addition to that, I am doing no fast food. Uh, I am going to attempt to do no pizza, which I already fucked up on, actually, because we had pizza on Sunday. But I'm going to try to limit my pizza intake because uh, I've had over 40 pizzas in the last 30 days. It feels like it. I, I feel like I've been eating pizza way too much. And pizza's terrific. Trust me. It's one of my favorite foods. But also quite unhealthy for you. So I'm going to try and limit my pizza intake. Not necessarily a must not do, but definitely no no alcohol, no fast food. That's a, that's a bigger challenge than no alcohol for me because fast food is so convenient and it's not expensive. When I get off work, it's just so easy to drive to some more fast food and pick it up, but I want to see if I can go a month without doing that because Again, not because I think it's an addiction for me. I just want to see if I can do it. If I can go a whole month, challenge myself to not do it. I'm challenging myself to not do it for a month. And then 
Also, let's see, no soda. That's another thing. So that's where these bad boys come in. No soda. And this one doesn't apply necessarily. I'm going to limit my sweet, like my sugar intake as far as like candies and things like that. That's going to be very difficult, it being Halloween and stuff coming up. But, and like I said, not necessarily a must not do. But something that I'm going to attempt to try and not do. If I if I break that, that's not as bad in my eyes. But that's not necessarily part of the challenge. Also, no midnight snacking. I'm trying to go a month without midnight snacking. And also, 15 workouts in the month of October. So I want to try and get 15 workouts in through the month of October. That's half the month. So literally every other day. And I've already I've already been sticking to it. I've gotten two down in the last three days, so that's pretty good. So let's recap: no alcohol, no soda, no no desserts, no fast food. Attempting to do no pizza, that's hard because the main reason that's hard is because of football. And uh, there's a UFC fight, so we're going to have a party. It's hard to have a party and not have pizza involved. That's why the pizza thing is kind of just on the limited basis. And then 15 workouts. That's my Sober October challenge to myself to see if I can accomplish that. And um, I challenge you to do the same. If, If you want to, if you feel like, I know it's already into October, but you're more than welcome to start now. Try and try and do that with me. I, I know I got a group of friends that are is going to do it with me. They might not be necessarily going to the lengths I'm going to, but uh, they are doing no alcohol for the month. And so I'm challenging you all to possibly follow along. You don't have to go as hard as I am. And I'm not necessarily going hard. I know people who go much harder than I am. But that, that's all my parameters for for this sober October. Just... Just as a challenge to see if I can do it for one. And two, yeah, maybe possibly lose some weight as a benefit. So we will see. Um, But I'm excited. And also I want to add that... So back a couple months ago, I was trying to go on a a pretty serious diet for a while, which fails every time. And also that's another thing why I like this Sober October thing is I know once October's up, you know, I'm... That's it. It's just, it's just for October. I'm not trying to change my whole life for an extended period of time because that always comes back to, to bite me in the butt. I always end up falling off. If I challenge myself to go a whole month, I feel like I'll be able to to, to do that. And then when I know a month is up, I can, I can have soda again. I'm not going to go crazy, but it's like, okay, can I go a full month without fast food? Yeah, I think so. Um, and I know I can go a whole month without alcohol and it's going to be nice not having any hangovers the next day for a month and I get to save some money. But, uh, the other thing I want to share with you, like I said, a couple months ago, I went on a diet and I found one of my favorite things that I started doing was for lunch. I would just do a, a small lunch, whether that be maybe a couple cheese sticks and a hard-boiled egg, um, healthy stuff, nuts, maybe a granola bar, or so- something small to like actually eat a banana. That would be good. Uh, healthy, 
smaller portioned, uh, light on the calorie side, and and with that I do this shake, or it's not a shake, it's a smoothie. So it's like an energy smoothie. So I go down to Total Nutrition, and they have these. Uh, it's like an amino acid booster. It's a caffeinated one, so it's a it's a nice energy booster and gives you some amino acids. So you you do a scoop of that, uh, some ice cubes. I do uh, a couple scoops of non-fat Greek yogurt. I like the vanilla flavored, non-fat Greek yogurt. And then you do, um, you do. I I te- oh and the, and the amino acid one I get is the strawberry watermelon. I think the flavor is really good. And then you add a couple of strawberries. I tend to do four, depending on the size. And a handful of blueberries. Today I did one and I added raspberries in it. It was very good. And uh, a little bit of almond milk. And it's a really healthy uh, smoothie. Gives you all, a bunch of vitamins. Or And you can also add kale. That's a good one too. So adding some kale into that. I haven't been doing that. I'm not going to do it this round. But that's kind of going to be my month thing. For I, I got enough stuff to... And I'll have to buy more fruit as I go. You can also throw some bananas in there too, just to mix it up a little bit. Uh, I tend to just prefer to eat bananas, but uh, I—that's a good healthy, healthy thing. And it's—it's—it tastes sweet, so you kind of kick that—that uh, uh, sweet tooth by having that. It's a good energy booster for the middle of the day at lunch, and then that frees you up for dinner. You can kind of have whatever you want. Like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna avoid the fast food thing, but in, in reality, I'm not gonna go crazy. I'm not gonna starve myself. I will eat, you know, some pasta, carbs. I don't give a fuck about that. I'll eat carbs. I'll eat, you know, sandwiches. And I had a steak last night, so I'm gonna try to eat healthier dishes at night. But as long as I stick to the lunches being on the healthy side, lower calorie, smaller portions, and then at dinner I can just kind of have what I want. That's that's what I'm going to do. I just wanted to share that smoothie recipe with you because I kind of just came up with it and it's delicious. I, I, I For a while there, I was drinking them every single day. And so I'm going to get back on that. And they were, they were really good. I did notice a huge you know, boost in my energy and I noticed a huge uh, boost in just my nutrition in general. So there's a little recipe for you if you'd like to try that out. And you just blend it all up and... Yeah. So that's Sober October. We're going to see. We'll we'll check back in. We'll do some updates every week to see how it's going. And I will be completely honest with you if I fail. But I'm challenging myself to this. This is literally just for myself. And we got all our friends doing it. So if you feel like getting on board, get on board. All right. Let's see. Uh, let's do a little sports recap. There's a lot of sports stuff that went on this week. Um, football. Broncos finally won. We finally won a game, and not without the fact of losing all of our players. Literally, starting quarterbacks out, starting outside linebackers out, starting uh, D lineman is out. Like number number one D lineman out, number one wide receiver out, number one tight end went out in this last game. He will be back though. Number one running back out. Literally just injuries, injuries, injuries. I'm I'm this close to putting myself on IR. So, 
And we just might have to because guess what? COVID-19 is wreaking havoc through the NFL. Two games have been suspended already due to this. A uh, couple, couple of teams had some cases throughout their organization. And now two games have been suspended. I have a haunting feeling that this is not like we're just gonna it's just gonna start spreading throughout the league and we're gonna have to suspend the league suspend the entire league for you know maybe months at a few months maybe start I don't know they might just end the season but I have a gut feeling we will see a significant delay in the seasons at some point because I think just a lot of teams are gonna start catching this and they're just gonna have to even though they're super athletes and they can totally handle it, but you can't. Uh, the media won't won't uh, cover that well. So you have to shut down operation, and that's what they're going to end up doing. I just have a gut feeling about it. So that happened, football, um, and then just today Cam Newton caught it. So that's one of the teams that that uh, is suspending operations for the moment. Let's see what else uh, we had. The Stanley Cup Finals happened. Congratulations to the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning for winning the Stanley Cup. Thank, thank you for beating the Dallas Stars because, as an Avs fan, fuck them. Let's MMA. We had, we had uh, Israel Adesanya. What a fight! I actually ended up getting to um, last Saturday. It was crazy. I went to a concert. Then I went down and watched the Nuggets lose. Ugh, yeah, we gotta talk about that too. Watch, let's talk about that now. Nuggets lost, heartbreaking. Uh, tip my hat to the LA Lakers, and now they're gonna go on and win the NBA Finals because that's what the NBA wants. God knows, God knows the NBA wants that. They would like nothing more than to see the Lakers win, and so they're gonna get it. That's fine. Let's write the story. Got the, got the championship for Kobe. LeBron wins his second championship. Or not his second. I guess it's, it'd be his fourth. LeBron wins his fourth championship with his third team. That's what I meant to say. Against his former team. The storybook ending. <laughs> NBA. Um, but back. But anyway, so I went and watched the Nuggets lose to the Lakers. And then I got... I, I, didn't think I was going to get to, but I made it to the to the last two fights of the uh, UFC fight on Saturday, which were the two fights I really wanted to see. And it was Izzy Adesanya versus Paulo Costa. That was the main event. The one before that, Dominic Reyes. I can't remember the other guy. I uh, can't remember his name. Um, I think he's a Russian guy. But he freaking obliterated Reyes, which I would not have expected. Reyes is a great fighter. Great fight in that one. Tips hat off to that guy. Uh, light heavyweight title, and then Izzy Adesanya defeats Paulo Costa in the second round. Also, did not expect that Adesanya freaking decimated Costa, which Costa was expected. It, they they were saying fight of the year potentially, and it was not fight of the year. Adesanya destroyed and dismantled Paulo Costa. Uh, I would like to see a rematch of that, but with with the way he destroyed him, I don't see it happening. So huge, 
Huge cheers to Adesanya. I was rooting for him. He pulled it off, stays undefeated, goes to 20-0. And uh, staying in the realm of MMA, what... Okay, does anybody know what the fuck is up with Conor McGregor? Like, in literally the, the course of a week, Conor came out of retirement, announced he wanted to fight Diego Sanchez, which makes zero sense. Diego Sanchez is 40-some years old, pretty much on his way out, unranked. Why would why would that match even make sense? Then announces he's going to fight Manny Pacquiao in a boxing fight that was not confirmed. And then announces he wants to fight Dustin Poirier in a like non-UFC sanctioned fight, just, just its own pay-per-view for charity. Like, that's all in the course of, like, a week. What's going on, Connor? Like, I feel like he's skleptoiding out. He's freaking... Is he drinking a little bit too much of his whiskey or what? Like, just constantly bang it, bang it, bang it, bang it. Like, I'm going to do this. No, no, I'm not actually going to do this. No, no, no. But really, I'm going to do this. And Dana White's kind of pissed. And then he went and bit Daniel Cormier's head off. I just saw that today, where he was just like freaking chain of tweets at at uh, DC. Something's up. Like I, I get Connor wants to fight, and no, there's nobody who's a bigger Connor fan than myself. I love Connor. I want to see him fight. But what are you doing, man? There's a way to do it. You, you'll headline any fight, and and. Freaking Dana White said he couldn't get him a fight until July. Put him on any card. He can main event any card. What? You don't think... I mean, you got Cody Garbrandt fighting... Uh, uh, I can't remember his name. For the flyweight title. You don't think you could put Connor on that card? Like, I, I get that's too soon. But there's got to be cards down the line that you can set up for Connor. I don't get it. Something's going on. Connor's wigging out, and which isn't like out of Connor fashion to do. So I don't know. I just thought that was a funny thing. I just thought that might be something to bring up because Connor's been kind of all over the place, which is it just confused me. Uh, let's see. Also, uh, the World Series is starting, which means <gasps> crickets. Don't care. Who cares about Emma baseball? Nobody. So that's happening too. Yeah, football. I mean, I, I don't know what's going to happen with that. I get a gut feeling that it's going to get shut down. But we'll see. I hope not. My favorite sport. I don't want to see it go. Waited long enough to get it here. Um. Oh. We uh, passed another 100 views on uh, on the YouTube for for the podcast. I thought that was really cool. Thanks to Aaron for showing up and putting on it. We had a great podcast with Aaron. And uh, it's just, I love it. I, I, I hate boasting about the podcast so much. But I have to because it, it seriously makes me so happy to see, you know, the evolution of this podcast. I just... Um, I'm editing the 
I'm changing like the the display on on YouTube as you may have seen in the last episode. I changed like the the display to a nice background with with uh, I'm I'm photoshopping us in instead of just doing a picture of the of the stage, which I think looks very nice. I'm very excited about that. I think that looks awesome. Um I'm I'm just stoked that the viewership is starting to go up. The subscriptions are starting to go up. Please continue sharing and liking and doing all that. It's awesome to watch this thing grow and and evolve. Um, next thing I need, I need I need my own young Jamie up in here. That's and I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about getting a producer here. Uh, Got to upgrade the camera at some point. That'll be that'll be down the line as well. But if I get myself a producer, I got a couple names in mind of who would make a good producer. That way I'm not just sitting in here by myself. I'll have somebody here I can kind of rant with and and go back and forth with. That might make make the uh, solo podcast a little bit more interesting. Might make the guest podcast a little bit more interesting. I got a couple couple names in mind of who I would have in here. So I, I, I envision that happening down the line. We will see. Also, I did... Uh, I have the entire schedule lined out for the rest of the year, which is awesome. I, I, I was able to, to book a few people already, and I have a whole list of other people that I know will, will gladly be on. Uh, perfect timing on so many different episodes, and I've, I've spaced I, I have a whole schedule of, of the upcoming shows. Uh, we haven't, I haven't missed a single week so far, and if the schedule plans you know pans out, I have backups as well so if, if people can't do it I have people to step in so the entire schedule all the way up into the new year is already planned out very excited about that um, that I was able to just m- maneuver that and it's it's going to be awesome the rest of the year is going to be awesome for this show stay tuned we have great episodes coming up great guests and, and they're going to align really well with certain points of the year so I'm super stoked about that and the biggest, honestly, the biggest thing I am super, I, I've been so excited for with this podcast is personally, I feel like I've finally kind of found my rhythm. I finally, you know, I, I listened back to a couple of the first episodes just to hear, because I'm, I'm about as narcissistic as it gets. I like to listen to my own episodes as much as I hate listening to my own voice. I do like to go listen back to each episode uh, every week just to hear kind of what the audience is hearing to make, you know, it helps me better myself. And I think that's shown in the way that I've been able to, I thought the, I thought the last solo episode was one of the best uh, that, that I've done. These are the ones that are hard. The ones with guests is easy. Those are Those are a piece of cake. But the ones that I do by myself right here, those are the hard ones. Um, but I feel like listening to last the last solo episode, I've kind of been able to find my rhythm in doing this. It's not easy. You know what I mean? Like wh- like I said, I listened back to the a couple of the first two episodes, and it just wasn't... It didn't feel natural. I feel like I'm a lot calmer... You know, it's not as you know. I'm not as excited because you know. Of course, back then it was brand new. I was just excited to be able to do it. Now it's kind of become routine to be able to do this. So I feel like my cadence has been has become its own thing. Also, I feel like I'm kind of coming into my own as a speaker. As you may have noticed in 
previous episodes, I kind of, you know, mimic other podcasters in the way that they do their thing. Most notably, Crystalia. I was heavily watching, listening to Crystalia a lot. He does a solo podcast, so it was easy for me to mimic a lot of the things he does. I've brought up multiple Dalia isms, as like no dance and other things. If you listen to Dalia, you would know. If not, you might not pick up on that. But I know it, and I want to be more original. I want to be more my own podcaster. But ultimately, I feel like, you know, it's common to, um, to, to mimic your influences or to, to, to find, you know, to kind of, the people that you're influenced by, you, you easily pick up on what they do and kind of copy that a little bit. Me and Aaron talked about it last week, about how in music, you know, the way I sing kind of uh, the, you can see my influences in the way I sing and so I feel like that's the same with the podcast all throughout this I've I've taken you know tips and things that I've I've noticed from all my favorite podcasts whether that be Two Bears One Cave this past weekend you know with Theo and and whether that comes in the form of display, the form of the way I decide to to uh, do the podcast, some of the things that I say and my mannerisms, I there's no doubt I stole. You know, there's a few times I straight up took Crystalia's cadence because I was so into it and like it's so easy to to follow people that you uh, or to mirror them would be a better way of saying it, and so. Also, you know, I'm no comedian. This is not a comedy podcast, but I would like to be funny for you and be entertaining. And so, therefore, me personally not being a comedian, you know, it's easy for me to to mirror some of my favorite comedians. And Chris D'Elia is one of those guys. I'm no D'Elia. If anything, I'm a dime store version of D'Elia. I'm the dime store Dalia. So I'll you know, I'll never be him, and that's fine. I need to be me. And I feel like, as I was saying, I'm finally starting to come into my own as a podcaster, and it's awesome. I love seeing it. I love actually being part of like I I feel like I'm part of this podcasting family, which is huge. You know what I mean? Like, of course I'm not part of certain subgroups of podcasts, but I'm on. Ep- we're on episode 17 here, guys. I feel like I'm finally part of like the pod the podcasting network, and I feel like I've kind of become my own in a way. So, um, I'll be your dime store Dalia, but I'll, I'll I'll really just be me, and and I think that's just awesome that that I'm finally feeling comfortable that I found my rhythm and found my stride, and here we are. And uh, yeah, I just feel like the last few podcasts have been even better and better. We're starting to figure it out. The we're up, we're updating, upgrading, becoming more. I don't know. It's just getting better and better, and I love to see the progress. Who knows what by this time next year will look like? Honestly, 
it might be insane. And the view, like I said, the viewership, I, I just said right here on, on the podcast, 100 views. We had 100 views on episode 16 and also with the one with Asia. This time next year, who knows what our view count will be. Maybe people will listen back to this one and be like, 100? This thing has 1,000 views by now. Or, you know, now you're averaging 1,000 views. Maybe more. Hopefully more. But we'll see. It's all up to you guys. It's all up to you. I'll do the most. Promo- I'll do all the promoting I can. But word of mouth is the best way to get the to get the uh, podcast out there. So I'm I'm banking on you guys, all you glorious listeners. I need your help to share this. Share the word. Lysa Garden. Also, you know what? I've been meaning to make this point. So the the podcast. The point of this podcast is positivity, right? Like that's that's the whole the original goal I had for this was to to be positive energy and and not really talk about things that are discouraging, which of course I will do from time to time. It's it's obvious. You know, there's 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 enough bad things that happen in the world that can't go unnoticed and you have to talk about them. But in reality, I try to I, I'm trying to promote positivity and give advice in the most positive way or just tell funny stories to make you laugh and give you a positive vibe. And so that's the whole point. And I and I along the way I think I kind of forgot that. So I'm gonna try and get back to that and try and get back to the positive energy. I, I feel like we've always had positive energy here, but more the positive messages. You know, last the last episode is what, or the last solo episode is what reminded me because I was just so excited with life and I was so full of joy and I feel like I projected that well, and that's what I'm going to start doing some more. I'm going to I'm going to start really projecting that positive energy and uh, tell tell funny stories and tell tell uplifting stuff. Try and focus more on the positive, less on the negative. That being said, let's talk about something irritating. <laughs> uh. Anybody watch the debates? Honestly, I don't know if that was necessarily a negative. I laughed a lot. It was quite comical to me. Uh, because it definitely wasn't serious. And also... Um, yeah, I don't know what I was going to say. I had a brain fart. Kind of like the debates. No, the debates were not serious. Um, or, or that's what I was going to say, or you could say it was a disaster and, and terrible and we should be scared for our lives because guess what? The next four years, no matter what, we're fucked. We we have, we're going to have a a bumbling buffoon in the office one way or another. So if you didn't watch the debates, let me just summarize it real quick for you. In uh, this is my impression of how the debates went. Um, picture Chris Wallace driving a driving a, a Dodge Caravan, and you have Joe Biden and Donald Trump buckled up in the back seat in their car seats, and Joe Biden's going, uh, he did this, and, and and he said this, and he did that, and he did this. And Trump's going, no, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Uh-uh. No, no. Stop talking. Stop talking. No, I didn't. And Chris Wallace is going, stop! Be quiet! 
I will turn this debate around. That was essentially what the uh, what the debate was. Trump could not get out of his own way and just you could just see it. Trump was and Trump's known for for like interjecting and interrupting. And I've seen it. I watched most of the debate and I had to do it in segments because there were so many times I had to go okay and then take a break because I couldn't handle watching more than 15 minutes worth of it at a time. And I didn't get all the way to the end. I saw multiple clips of what happened throughout the the whole thing. But I basically got three-fourths of the way through before I was just like, okay, this is derailing extremely fast. Chris Wallace could not have been more annoyed. And if if you ask me, based on my opinion, Chris Wallace kind of took a side in that. I think he got so irritated by how Trump was interjecting and like not listening. I understand Chris Wallace is the moderator, and he has to take control of it and Trump was kind of taking control of it himself and it seemed like Chris Wallace basically just kind of took Joe Biden's side it was kind of obvious that he was you know he was laughing with Joe Biden and kind of making jokes about how how shitty the debate was going which it was but as a moderator you got to stay you know, pretty central, you would say. And I don't think Chris Wallace did a great job of it. Granted, I do believe it was because Trump just irritated the fuck out of him, and I totally get it. I would have been irritated too. Trump, that's the kind of guy Trump is. Trump is a very, like, you know, pressure you, pressure you, pressure you, back you into a corner, and don't let you get a word in edgewise. And it works to an extent. It has worked in the past, and it works to an extent. He went fucking above and beyond what he normally does. That was that was too much. I was even like, Jesus, dude. And to quote Joe Biden, shut up, man. He did. He needed to shut up at certain times. He What he should have done is just let Biden fall off the wheels. And there was a few times... I'll be honest, I thought Biden, considering what we know about Biden and how bad he is at speaking and how bad he is at even just thinking, thought he did okay. I'll put him in the okay category. He got a C for, for, I was, I was pleasantly surprised that he wasn't just blah, 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 and he did a few times, just stuttering and blah, 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 blah. Keep in mind. All of this is from the perspective of an independent who doesn't like either of these candidates and doesn't really care for either of these parties. So I'm telling you the most objective opinion I have based on what I saw. I thought Biden actually spoke well. Like I said, a C. I'll give him a C. However, I thought it was like extremely obvious that Biden, like, they told Biden, okay, make sure you talk about this, and make sure you, because literally everything he said, or or he prepped himself, one, one way or the other, because every, every attack he had against Trump is literally everything I've seen on my Facebook feed all year. It's literally, 
Oh yeah, man, you're spending too much time at your golf course. Uh, yeah, uh, this guy, he's a liar. He can't be trusted. And, uh, freaking all, just every, every little thing that, like, social media, like, digs at Trump for, being on his golf course. Oh, oh, you were down in your bunker, man, and you weren't even, Biden, pretty sure, dude, you spent three months in your fucking basement, and he's bringing up Trump in the, in the bunker, because that was, like, a little selling point. He even brought up the, yeah, and you tear gas the guys and uh, you tear gas all the protesters and had to walk down to the church with your Bible to take a picture. Like that's your attacking point. Every little attack point Biden had on Trump was literally just, you know, something you read as a as a clickbait article. And I found that like pretty amusing. Trump actually had some pretty good digs. Like when he said to Biden, did you just say smart? Don't ever use that word with me. And actually a few times Trump did fact check Biden pretty well on some things that Biden didn't uh, didn't necessarily you know, say truthfully as far as like data and numbers and things like that. He did fact check him a couple times. But yeah, Trump just was too much, man. He just berated him and it was it was literally irritating and to quote biden again this was so productive wasn't it fucking fuck no it was the most anti-productive debate there has been and now trump's got covid so we might not see another debate and if that's what we have to go off of basically here's what happened the right the people the trump supporters are going to vote for trump the uh, Biden supporters are going to vote for Biden. And anybody in the middle who needed to try and figure out a lane to follow, they're lost. So, because the debate, if this is the only debate to go off of, we're fucked. Because, like, literally, we gained no knowledge from that, from that debate. Um, like, they said, they said Trump uh, they said Trump didn't denounce white supremacy. White supremacy. I watched the debate. He did. Okay, let's clear that up right now. They, Chris Wallace asked him, "Will you?" Which was what a fucking. That's your question in a debate. Doesn't make any sense. Whatever. Nonetheless, he asked it. He says, uh, "Will you stand here now and denounce white supremacy?" And immediately Trump says, "Yeah." He goes, "Sure. Yes. Of course." He goes, who do you want me to denounce? Name them. I will denounce whatever you want. And he did. And then they tried to say that he, you know, pussyfooted around it. And then he said, proud boys, stand by. If if you have a brain cell and you were watching it, you would understand he meant stand down. He said, stand down, stand by. They're saying stand by till after the, like, everyone's thinking stand by until the election or stand by, you know, and whatever. I don't even know what the fucking Proud Boys are, but they're a right-wing group, apparently. He meant stand down, okay? He meant stand down, no violence. He even straight up said, all I want to see is peace. If there's anything out of this entire four years we've had with Trump that he has gotten spot-fucking-on-the-nose, it's that the news and the media is fake. Okay? 
That's he nailed that on the fucking head and exposed the media for what they are, a bunch of imposters, okay? That goes to prove it. They took that so far out of context and ran with it. Bullshit, okay? That's all I got to say. I'm a huge anti-media person, okay? You'll you'll never see me I like online media and a lot of like smaller sources. You got to get your news from somewhere, right? And, and there's no such thing as unbiased news anymore. So all I know is the mainstream media is fucking appalling. That's all I got to say. But also Biden straight up didn't denounce Antifa. He said Antifa is an idea, not a group. Uh, no, Biden. Antifa is a group. They consider themselves a group, and guess what? They are also on the FBI list as a terrorist group. Denounce them, okay? Just do it. What's so hard about it? You know why he won't denounce them? Because he's going to lose all of his extreme left followers, and he's too afraid to do that. He refused to denounce the right or the uh, Antifa. He also refused to uh, say that he wa- that they weren't going to pack the court. He wouldn't say that, had zero reasons as to why he wouldn't do that. And so, I mean, there was definitely things Trump, you know, fucked up on too. So it was, it was, I had to say the, the, the Proud Boys thing because that was taken way out of context. And, and of course the media won't, you know, shed light on, on, uh, the fact that Biden didn't denounce Antifa, of course. Because Antifa is a peaceful group, right? No. Um, God damn. Those guys needed a Meeseeks box. That might have helped them. Imagine that. <laughs> I'm Mr. Meeseeks. Look at me. Uh, yes, Mr. Meeseeks. Uh, I've been told that... Uh, I'm not very good at debating, and they say I need your help, but, uh... Ooh-wee, Donald! Let's go! To debate, all you need to do... Wait, wait, Mr. Meeseeks, Mr. Meeseeks, uh, let, me, let me just interrupt you there for a minute. Um, I personally think I'm a tremendous speaker. I know all the big words. Uh, uh Donald! If you want to know how to debate, you're going to need to not interrupt! And then, of course, this, you know, Meeseeks keeps it in the box. And then we have all these Meeseeks. And before you know it, we got President Meeseeks. Be a lot better than what we're going to get. Because guess what, guys? We're in for another four years of <gasps> awfulness. Let's just put it that way. Whether it's... I mean, I, I think Trump's done some good things. He's definitely done some bad things. The my biggest thing, if Trump gets in again, it's not what I I'm worried he's gonna do or you know all this. It's the fact that the media is just gonna fuck. We got to hear four more years of the media just back it up, bang it up, bang it up, fucking destroying him. And God knows we might just stay shut down for another four years. Jesus. Um. One more. Oh yeah, I wanted to say one more thing. Okay, 
how this kind of brings together the sports and politics end of things. I have never, ever seen a year in politics where sports, uh, you name it, anything that's that's in the me- that's in like the celebrity eye, celebrities, movie stars, singers, anybody, podcasters, even saying go vote. You know what I mean? You see it everywhere right now. Make sure you go out and vote. Your voice matters. You know, we need you to we need everybody to get together and vote. We we got to we got to have our voices heard this year. Now, let's be honest. Sports. Movies. Like movie stars, actors, you know, musicians. The majority of those groups would uh fall under the the democratic umbrella wouldn't you say so the reason they're pushing that narrative the reason they keep putting that out is because they they want so badly to get trump out of office right it's quite obvious to me they're pushing this go out and vote narrative which should be obvious go vote i mean i vote every year and if you don't vote don't fucking vote. I get why people don't vote too. It is what it is. But this like narrative of like making sure everybody votes because the majority of non-voters actually probably would vote Democrat. Mostly because they're so easily manipulated by the media and uh, can't think for themselves and the media of course, the media and, you know, the Hollywood juggernauts all push for this, you know, liberal agenda more than the conservative conservative agenda. And so that's the whole point behind this like vote vote vote. Make sure you go vote. Make sure you go vote is to get all these, you know, democratic non-voters to get out there and vote. Make sure we get the orange man out of office. Not that what you're going to put in is any better. Now, here's the point I want to make. Due to all that, the hypocrisy level on this scale is fucking tremendous. It's fucking insane, okay? Let's, as we might know, the Democratic Party is, this makes me fucking cringe and laugh so much at the same time. The Democratic Party is the party against the wealthy, right? They want to tax the wealthy and let it trickle down to the, you know, or whatever. Not trickle down, because that's actually the conservative mindset, is to have the wealth trickle down. But the liberal side of it, they don't want, uh, you know, they're against the millionaires, right? Against the rich. Tax the rich and, and give to the needy. They're the Robin Hood. Um, but guess what? All these athletes, celebrities, singers, what have you, all these Hollywood juggernauts that are like promoting and siding with the Democratic Party, (gasps) they're all millionaires. So either, oh, 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 let's not forget the politicians are also millionaires. So the Democratic Party, 
the people who are against millionaires and against the rich and want to tax the hell out of the rich, guess who they keep voting for? Millionaires. Surprise, surprise. So either one of two things is happening. Either the celebrities who are promoting the Democratic Party and saying, oh, I, you know, I support all these, all the uh, liberal agendas and all that stuff. Either they say that and are closetly economically conservative at the least. They're at least economically conservative and therefore don't want their money taken away because who the fuck does? And, uh, or they're promoting the liberal agenda and on the side getting a little tax break. Or they say, you know, they, they promote this liberal agenda and then they put their fucking money in an offshore account. That's what a lot of these politicians do. Same with the politicians. The politicians are like, yes, we must tax the rich. And we must we must do this and this and this. Meanwhile, they got all this fucking money stacked up in offshore accounts. They're not getting taxed. You think you think these you think Trump's the only one that figured out how to not get all of his money taxed? <laughs> no, these politicians are the ones rigging everything together for themselves. They promote this like anti-rich society, but they're the ones right in the midst of it. The other thing, how about all the the people who are like, yes, tax the rich. I hate like I hate the rich. I hate all the millionaires, and we must tax them all. Yet, they're the ones eating that popcorn, watching those movies, supporting all these millionaires. And voting for all these millionaires. Hypocrisy, thy name is you. That's all I wanted to say about that. I was thinking about that the other day. And it's insane, the hypocrisy on that level. Just this vote, vote, vote. Go vote, go vote to take all my money away. Yeah, fucking right. Come on. Give me a break. I knew that was going to be a long topic, and I want to not end on that, because I f you know me, I fucking hate politics, sometimes I just got to get some things out, sometimes it's unavoidable, I mean, the debate that was like all the news, and I thought there was some funny stuff to add in there, I had to talk politics for a little bit, as much as I fucking hate doing it, my favorite thing about talk if I had to say anything about talking politics, the one thing I do like is poking holes in it, and uh, just watching the hypocrisy. Like, there's so much fucking hypocrisy. It's insane. We shouldn't be a democracy. We should be a hypocrisy. That's what we fucking are. And you could put that on my fucking tombstone. Now, let's end this with a funny, light, more lighthearted story, okay? And I was sifting through my list of things. There's no real place for me to put this out, so it's kind of random. But it was in my in my notes of things to talk about, so I'm just gonna we're just gonna talk about this is gonna be a funny story for you. And in my notes, it was the first time I cussed in front of my parents. So let's talk about that. 
honest to God, I actually don't remember the specific first time I cussed in front of my mom or my dad. I do know that neither of them really had much of a problem with it. I do remember once I got comfortable enough to cuss around my mother, I just like sailor mouthed it all over the place and it was kind of embarrassing looking back on it. Like that's my mom. Show some respect. I do remember a funny story with my dad though. I don't think this was the first time I cussed in front of it. It very well might have been though. I was on the phone uh, with my dad. Or no, I was actually on the phone with my friend, my friend Brad. So I'm sitting there on the phone with him and the call got dropped or you know he hung up or something. It was an accidental hang up in the middle of the conversation and I get a phone call back, didn't look at it, just answered it and I go, hello, or I go, actually, okay. I, an- I answered the phone and I said, uh, I said like, there you are, fucker. Or, what happened, fucker? And and I hear, what? And it sounds like my friend. What? And I go, you heard me, you son of a bitch. And, he, and I hear, excuse me? And I go, Brad? And he goes, no, this is your dad. And I go, oh, my mistake. So yeah, I, call, I, I answered the phone thinking it was my friend. I go, you son of a bitch. And my dad goes, uh, I don't think your grandmother would appreciate you saying that about her. And I was like, <gasps> sorry, I didn't think that was you. Hi, dad. How are you? So, yeah, I thought that was kind of a funny story that uh, I accidentally called my dad a son of a bitch. And then um, I do remember the first time I cussed in front of my uncle. Like, I don't know if. I'm, I actually remember it being, I was quite a bit older. Like, for a long time, I, I would not cuss in front of him. And so, I remember being at the bar, and I must have been like 16, 17, something like that. You know, ob, you know, an age where you're probably most clearly, obviously, cussing at that point. And so, we're sitting at the bar, you know, having dinner, watching a football game or something. And I can't remember what I said, but I, I, I snuck a cuss word in there. And I kind of gave the side eye look to see if he'd say or say, say anything or do anything. And so from then on, and once he was like, I could tell he was like cool with it. Then I kind of just like sprinkled it in as, as time went on. Um, I do remember, this is a good one. One time I was hanging out with my friend and my uncle was sitting on, he was laying on the couch and I was getting ready to leave, and he was like, he's very, he likes to, he liked to poke fun at us, or like, you know, just take jabs at us, and, and uh, kid around with us, and so he was saying something to us, as we were, me and my friend were leaving, and without, e- like, I don't know what went through my fucking mind, but, I, I guess I just had it in my mind, like, he was my buddy at the time, he wasn't like my uncle, you know, slash parent figure at the time, and I, and I just go, and I flip him the bird. I was just like, and not even thinking about. It. I didn't like do it because like I wanted to say fuck you to him, but I just did it like not thinking who I was doing that to. And whoo, he got so red in the face and goes, "Don't you ever flip me off?" And I was like, "Oh sh!" Like my I literally went white. 
with fear. Like, I could feel the blood, like, sink into my feet. And I was like, I'm so sorry. And then we just left. That was... <laughs> so the first time I flipped him off was probably the last time I did. Yeah, I remember that clear as day. And then, let me see... Oh, yeah, this was the other good one. The first time I cut... Okay, so me and my friend Brad again. Uh, I gotta get Brad on the show. But me and Brad, we hung out all the time as kids. And we were probably like elementary school age. You know, we were probably like third grade-ish. And we used to cuss just like me and him. You know, we would cuss when we were hanging out like nobody knew. Which I think most kids do. And we were sitting there playing with some cars or something like that. We were just like playing with these cars on the ground at his house. And I remember like this one car wasn't rolling right. And he said something to me and I go, okay, I am. But this fucking wheel just won't. And then I hear Dakota. And it was his mom who was sitting right next to us. And I go, I think that was the first time I like legitimately got caught by an adult cussing. Because we were just so used to doing it around each other that I just... This fucking wheel! And she... <gasps> yeah. That, that was a good one. I was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I didn't mean to. And then she was very cool about it. But I was like, eee! First time getting caught cussing. But yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lighter note for you. A lighter story. A couple of my first time cussing in front of my parents. And my parent figures. So, there's that. Guys, we did it. We got another one in the books. Thank you again for watching. Appreciate it as always. I love watching this thing grow. We're getting the numbers up. We're getting the viewership up. Keep watching. Keep liking. Keep sharing. Get the word out. Appreciate it as always. Um, you guys have a good week. Get on Sober October. Uh, challenge yourself. Put Just challenge yourself to something. I think it's a good thing to challenge yourself. It'll it'll gives good motivation, get you get you doing something positive for your life. Stay positive out there. This is a crazy world we live in, but life is always a good life is always rocking. Life is always a garden. Dig it. <laughs>